Hello and welcome to episode number 80. My name is Hannah Salamon. I'm the host of this podcast and I'm a senior product communication specialist for SAP Business Technology Platform. This is my first SAP integration and extension talk in 2022 and I'm happy to be back. I hope you all had a good start into the new year. The topic that I bring in with me today is a brand new and exciting one, SAP Process Automation. Development resources are scarce and often focused on large transformation projects. Probably you also know these thoughts. What if only your line of business experts, the people who know your organization best could help? And guess what? Now they can. The new solution enables business users and technologists to become citizen developers in an easy and efficient way. Therefore, I have Thomas Vollmering, Chief Product Manager for SAP Process Automation at SAP as my interview guest today. So stay curious to get more insights. But before starting with the SAP integration and extension talk, let me give you a short recap of what's new in our product area. SAP Graph is now released to customers. It is the new unified and consolidated API providing one connection to your business data. It is now available as part of the SAP BTP free tier offering. You can sign up for the early adopter care program to work closely with the SAP Graph development team on an implementation of a new and innovative SAP solution. Also check out the referring discovery center mission. The SAP BTP partner community is live. The SAP BTP community provides an opportunity for you to connect directly and exchange ideas with peers, colleagues and SAP experts who have common interests. Group members can now engage in real-time discussions to network, be active at events and learn more from each other in an informal way. So feel free to join this great community. SAP Task Center is now available. With that, we provide a new unified inbox for approvals across different applications with a seamless and integrated user experience. SAP Task Center combines multiple powerful capabilities from SAP Business Technology Platform, like standardized APIs and a consistent security and identity management. Based on SAP Launchpad, it aims to give a single point to access all assigned workflow tasks across SAP solutions to improve approval time and quality. Check it out. Recently, we have released a bunch of new live process content packages in SAP Workflow Management for several sales and procurement processes. For example, intelligent processing of invoices without purchase orders, project approval and release, or how to manage your emissions data. It is just to mention a few of them, but you can find all in the SAP API Business Hub. And also great news to share, SAP Discovery Center celebrates 40,000 users. 
We are very thrilled to announce that the new year brought us over the 40,000 mark of Discovery Center users. It is really great to see how many of you are finding value and taking advantage of the SAP BTP enablement content for use cases, missions, and the service catalog. There are also a lot of new Discovery Center missions for you, so please check it out. And last but not least, SAP BTP onboarding sessions are now available. Are you looking to get started quickly with SAP Integration Suite and SAP Extension Suite? No problem. You can now register for one of our monthly onboarding sessions. The offerings are across different time zones and currently focus on application development and integration. Past recordings are also available for you. As you can see, these were a lot of news today. And as always, you can find all related links in the podcast show notes. If you would like to get all other news, please subscribe to our monthly product newsletter. Check out the new items in the included product roadmap and follow us on social media to always stay up to date. And now let's start with the SAP integration and extension talk. I'm happy to introduce my interview guest, Thomas, today. Hi, Thomas, and welcome to our podcast. It's really great to have you as my guest today, especially with this exciting and brand new topic. Can you please introduce yourself and give us some insights about you and also your role at SAP so that our listeners can get a little impression of you? Hi, Hannah. Um, my name is Thomas. I'm 22 years with SAP. Um, I started in the training department uh, in R3, um, materials management at that time, and then supplier relationship management. Um, and then I moved on to become, you know, uh, the first product manager for SAP's integration product, um, SAP Exchange Infrastructure. I was hired by my boss and mentor Sven Leukert at the time, and my goal was hey, catching up with competition. At that time, it was uh, web methods. And, you know, then I moved on to become the first product manager for workflow. Um, and ever since then, I'm kind of fascinated with, you know, workflow and process automation. And I'm now heading product management for SAP process automation um, and the portfolio with SAP's intelligent robotic process automation and workflow management. Uh, I lead a team of area product managers who define the product, um, a product innovation and engagement team with primary customer centricity. They are obsessed with early adopter relationships, uh, a product success and enablement team uh, who are on a mission to ensure large-scale customer adoption, um, and a team of technical product experts who shape the future of the product, so to say. Uh, privately, I have a beautiful family, two kids, um, age 13 and 10, and a young dog. Um, I love to ride bicycles to stay fit and healthy. I'm, you know, what's called a mammal, so a middle-aged man in Lycra. And I love to play basketball and playing and learning musical instruments. So I play the guitar, I, I learn the piano and the saxophone. 
Wow, that's a very impressive background. Thanks for sharing this, Thomas. These days, SAP has shared a great announcement, the general availability of SAP process automation, a new offering for no-code process automation on SAP business technology platform. Can you tell us more about this new solution? Yeah, sure. When I started working with Sebastian Schrödel, and some of you might know Sebastian Schrödel, he's the head of RPA and now... He also leads the low-code, no-code product management and strategy team. Um, so we have been working on that vision to bring workflow and, and RPA, so robotic automation, together in one product. Uh, we met then colleagues from um, uh, Room. Uh, maybe you know the, the, the tool uh, Room by SAP, a very innovative and, and you know, fresh tool for work management. And I would, you know, say the rest is history. We were given the challenge and, and the opportunity by the SAP board uh, to create something new and special for SAP, which is a true citizen developer, UX-driven product for process automation. And we're competing in one of the most fascinating markets right now in software, which is actually a 10 billion US dollar market. Uh, and we created a product for you know, as I, I like to call it, for the rest of us. So people who are no professional developers to implement process improvements, as we say. Um, and we are obsessed with this UX-driven approach, so design-led innovation and, and you know, defending uh, simplicity against the impetus of adding functionality and increasing the complexity of the product. And, you know, we believe we can do better. So that's the fascinating story behind SAP Process Automation. And what does SAP Process Automation all include? What are the main capabilities? Well, you know, it combines workflow management capabilities with robotic process automation. That means you can create process automations with a simple process UI and form for a start or a task UI of a process. Um, it includes a brand new process builder in a citizen developer user experience to define the process with business rules and automations, as well as what we like to call skills, which means actually actions, uh, for instance, to connect to business applications like SAP uh, business applications. And that then provides, you know, the semantic access to business objects, data and application services. And then in addition, also with a couple of clicks, like, you know, uh, we always talk about clicks, no code uh, or clicks, not code. Um, in a completely plug and play fashion, you can configure a process visibility dashboard for the end user, for the business user, actually, for business activity monitoring. And all of that, you know, like I said, with clicks, not code. Okay, so you said that SAP Process Automation combines capabilities from SAP Workflow Management and SAP Intelligent Robotic Process Automation services with an intuitive citizen developer experience. So that sounds like a great innovation. Can you give us more insights into that combination and show us where the connection is? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, for many years, um, organizations... Uh, have struggled to leverage different technologies together to automate business processes. Uh, let's you know say the approval of invoices without purchase orders, just as one example, right? So the extraction of data from business applications, like what we used to call screen scraping with RPA bots, for instance, for rushed order handling with uh, approvals and data collection steps. Yeah, somebody sends 
you, for instance, a spreadsheet with some order data with an invoice uh, in there or a PDF with an invoice, right? And the automation can extract that data. Today, you see that these technologies like workflow, decision automation, and task automation, they must seamlessly work together. Gartner calls this evolution hyper-automation. Um, and the funny thing is that RPA vendors traditionally believe you do not need workflows yeah, if you use their product. And workflow vendors, on the contrary, think if you, you, know, you don't need bots, if you have an API, so you can do all of that with a workflow. Now imagine you can do all of this in one product with a simple and yet not simplistic user experience. Yeah? That's important to us that we say, when we say simple, it doesn't mean we cannot cover complex business prob problems, right? And it's, it's not simplistic, but simple to use so that you can tackle complex business problems as a citizen developer in the line of business without a lot of help uh, from the IT developer, without a lot of IT support. And then you can handle bots, decision rules, and workflow approvals in a consistent and coherent way. Having all in one product is really a huge improvement. And I also noticed the importance of hyper automation these days. So that's really great. And um, with that, let me come to the next question. SAP also adds AI-based enhancements to existing automation applications. What does this mean for our customers and partners? Embedded AI is actually, you know, what we're talking about. Um, so that means that we leverage AI business services, for instance, for, you know, document information extraction or data attribute recommendations. Uh, that means you get confidence level and explanations for a recommendation that you can approve, for instance, an invoice without purchase order as a decision assistance. And all of that without actually being a data scientist or even, you know, having to deal with an AI model. And, you know, many times when I talk about this with customers and I tell them, you don't need data scientists. And the, the customer then says, yeah, but I have 50 data scientists. And I said, oh, that's good for you. That's great. Um, but your citizen developer actually can configure embedded AI without the need of the data scientist. And it's, they're not even aware that they have to train a model or something like that. It just works out of the box in the product. And if the customer wants to extend these data models or they bring their own data models into the product, they can do that as well. So this is, from my point of view, the massive innovation leap step in process automation. And, and I think collectively in the industry, we just got started. Uh, AI is able to augment business processes with also, you know, things like decision mining in the future, which means that you can learn from historical decisions in your application. And then you can derive, for instance, recommendations in a process for the next best action, right? This is how it's called. A lot of people think these topics are like um, nice to have, and it, but when I talk to customers, it is getting very clear that this is a reality already. Customers expect this from SAP. That's really great and makes life easier. Um, as this is the SAP integration and extension talk, we always want to know how the solution is also technically integrated into the SAP business technology platform. So what kind of integration and extension services and scenarios have you used, etc.? So can we dive deeper into this? Yes, Anna. Um, you know, 
Integration is one of the most important topics on our customers' agenda. Um, for business processes, any product that works on extensions of a business application, it needs what I you know, called before and I call it again, semantic access to business objects, data and services. That's like you know, my uh, bread and butter phrase for this. What, what do I mean with that? It means that you need to integrate with the application in a way that you understand a specific business object, like an invoice, I mentioned that before, right? Or uh, a business partner, or the data that is related to that kind of business object and services to actually, you know, integrate with the data um, in the application and basically use it, for instance, as a data source for value help in a process UI. So today we can already leverage the rich API definitions that SAP applications have provided over time in the SAP API Business Hub. I'm sure that most of you are familiar with the SAP API Business Hub. And we can make use of you know, the massive investments of our customers also in so-called integration flows um, with the SAP integration suite. Uh, tomorrow, you know, as I like to say, tomorrow, which means it's roadmap, we will, you know, be focusing as well on integrating with BTP services like Event Mesh for business event integration. Um, specifically, if you think about, you know, a lot of processes are triggered based on a business event that happens before the process, in between the process is executed and after the process. So that kind of event integration to trigger a process, for instance, right? Uh, based on the change of the state of, you know, a specific business object in the application, say again, the business partner, you change the business partner, you change the general ledger, you change the invoice, um, that then triggers actually a process. Um, and then if the process handles that data, it basically connects again, you know, with the application to update the application. Uh, so that kind of event integration is on our agenda, as well as a fantastic tool that's called SAP Graph um, that's used for API and business object discovery, and then handling the, the data actually via the data fabric. So I strongly believe that only SAP can build this kind of deep SAP integration into our tools and our services. Um, and if we want to win in this market for low code, no code, next to you know probably the, the next most important topic, which is governance, um, integration is the table stake number one that I see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And subgraph will also be a topic in one of the next episodes. So stay tuned. And Thomas, <laughs> why is it important to put the focus also on low-code and no-code development these days? How can citizen developers as well as professional developers benefit from this new solution? Yeah, thank you, Hannah, for that question, because <laughs> many, many customers have that question, right? I mean, why is everybody now talking about low-code, no-code and, and the citizen developer and the IT folks uh, in the IT department say, is the professional developer now going away? And we say, no, no, it's not that. It's, it, it, it's a different situation, you know. Low-code, no-code products in increase the number of people in an organization that can work on business challenges. 
and why is it needed? And, you know, we always argue with some of uh, the world's um, most prolific um, research uh, from Gartner, uh, who recently found out that lack of skills and limited development resources are basically, you know, the uh, stumbling stone in every uh, digital transformation project right now. So it's, it's, it's as simple as that organizations do not have enough capacity um, to tackle all the business problems in digital transformation projects. And you have very long running projects and um, that results are really based on these kind of um, uh, capacity shortages very, very slow. So on the other hand, you figure out that also Gartner research says that on average, uh, 41% even of the organization's workforce are what is called business technologists. So people who work actually in the line of business department who basically have no IT background. They are no developers, but they, they have an IT savviness or, you know, they have an appetite for tools that they can use to really change this kind of, you know, process improvement gap that they see in the organizations. Um, so, and about 80% of these people, again, are citizen technologists who would love to create technology output uh, as part of their daily work, right? Um, and that doesn't mean that the professional developer will uh, be superfluous. Uh, it, it will be a model where citizen developers in the land of business as business technologists work together actually with professional developers, but they can dramatically accelerate and amplify the speed of innovation at the customers. And specifically with our product SAP Process Automation, we have seen that customers said it's incredibly, it's amazing in a workshop about requirements, in a 90 minute workshop about requirements for a specific process, they were able to use the product, our product in that workshop to not only sketch something, but really implement a prototype directly in a 90-minute workshop, whereas they would have multiple meetings afterwards about requirements, about, you know, the solution scope and a three-month kind of um, time until the first prototype would be ready. After 90 minutes, you have a prototype, you have a pilot, you have something that business can test. And that combination of IT, uh, uh, guardrails, actually, as it is called, where, yes, you know, the citizen developer can use these APIs. They can use uh, these kind of means to integrate with which systems. So not every citizen developer will be able to change the finance backend system in the sense of changing the general ledger account. <laughs> That's, of course, not meant. Yeah? But um, to bring this kind of uh, speed of innovation and and uncover the heroes in the company, like I like to say, who can manage change, right? Um, and by the way, as a last comment on that, even professional developers love simple tools. Yeah, I can imagine. So it's great to see these changes. And I think the, the new solution greatly simplifies every day's work. How does SAP process automation foster efficient collaboration between business users and IT departments? You already talked a bit about that topic. Yeah, um, first there are you know, standard mechanisms like access control and, and role collections to enable 
the right people to freely build prototypes and applications. So this is necessary to free up more capacity for process improvements, as I told you before, in the company without IT support. Of course, there are, what I mentioned before, also IT guardrails, like sanctioned environments and artifacts that you can run in a dev test procedure. And then there is the collaborative aspects that you mentioned. Yeah? It's like you are able to share your projects with people. You can share artifacts. Uh, pair programming on project and artifact level so that your citizen developer can also invite an IT expert, you know, uh, uh, to help her, right? Um, we still have a lot to learn from our customers regarding this governance aspects. And by the way, our own SAP IT department is a front runner in that. Um, how we can, you know, lead in the market in this aspects because this is also some of our, you know, potential SAP differentiator because I don't believe that many tools in the market really get this right. Yeah. And are you already able to share some best practices or experience with maybe pilot customers and how they have successfully integrated this solution into their daily work? Or is it too early at this point? I think it's very early, but it's not too early. <laughs> um, I can say that what I learn from customers, and I try to, to talk to customers every every week, at least one, two customers, and they tell us like, yeah, we, we start small, we grow fast. So customers are beginning to become, you know, I might really say that they become fans of our products. Uh, if we continue to be obsessed with the simplicity of the product. And then gradually they are moving from one stage to the next. Like say we're starting with a quick win on departmental level of, you know, one object at a time, as I say, right? So don't try to boil the ocean with a project and, and tackle an end-to-end -end process uh, for hire to retire directly, right? Go there and say, okay, Uh, creation of a GL account, approval of an invoice without a purchase order, and then take it from the departmental level um, to the line of business and then to enterprise standards. Um, there's no specific LOB focus we can see right now, um, other than, you know, where SAP has always been traditionally very strong. And typically that's procurement, finance, HR. Um, But to be honest, the, you know, the cross LOB scenarios is how we say in German, where the music plays, right? I don't know if that makes sense to, uh, to an, an English native speaker, but um, this is where the heat is on, so to say. So cross LOB scenarios means that processes that run across applications, that run across actually one LOB, right? Um, and it runs across S4, It runs across uh, success factors and maybe even a third-party solution. That is where uh, the, the, the heat is on in the market. And we are getting there actually with best practices, with uh, use cases, and with content that we def will define also as templates for our customers. All our customers want to say, hey, where are the best practices that we can use and to accelerate our uh, projects? And since when is the offering available for customers and partners? It is a fantastic coincidence that SAP Process Automation has been made available on Valentine's Day. Uh, that means on Monday, actually, this week. So uh, it is generally available since Monday. 
That's a really nice date. Um, is there a possibility for our customers to test SAP process automation? And what's the best way to start? Do you have any recommendations? Well, I mean, uh, SAP process automation is available now, you know, for subscription and CPA. Um, and we actually are still working on the final touches on the free tier. Uh, so it, we recommend actually to start with in the free tier um, and then actually take a look at our uh, website for video tutorials and starter scenarios. So we will provide these kind of examples, easy to understand, easy to build uh, tutorials. And then, you know, uh, what I see also uh, with uh, many people inside SAP who have tried out now SAP process automation, you can build your first process in a couple of minutes and you get something going. And then a full scenario, maybe like capital expenditure with a couple of UIs and so on, that maybe like whatever, 30 minutes, 60 minutes, an hour. And then you can enhance it, build an automation around that, build a visibility dashboard, something like that. And of course, I mean, if you want to learn more about also the content that we are going to provide as templates and these tutorials, you can join our SAP community. We will provide all of these links in the podcast show notes. And uh, what are the next steps for SAP process automation? Yeah, the, in the cloud, it's amazing because the next steps is continuous delivery. So we continue to deliver new features. We have bi-weekly shipments, which is really extremely fascinating. You're in a customer call. You show them something and they said, oh, there's a new feature. And you say, yeah, we have just shipped it yesterday. And it's, you know, anything than what we used to know in the past and on premise where you say the next step is the next release. No, um, I mean, we actually ensure early customer adoption success right now. Um, the next step on a larger scale is that we want to embed SAP process automation as well into our own applications. So we started to discuss with some of our own applications and that is my big wish actually. Um, we can truly compete against our competition. Uh, we can be the SAP or we can be the citizen developer uh, automation product of choice, a no-brainer for every SAP customer. Um, if we work together as one SAP, uh, then nobody can stop us. Um, and that basically is uh, the next step. Yeah? We need to work together as one SAP, get Uh, embed our BTP services in the applications and then be successful together. So I can see um, that you have planned a lot and we can be curious to see what will happen in the future. So now that we are slowly coming to an end, Thomas, I have a question of a completely different kind for you. This has nothing to do with the solution, but we always want to ask our podcast guests this last question. Can you personally recommend a tech-related book or even a movie to our listeners? And if you have a recommendation, why do you think it's so good and nice to share? I think our audience is always interested in tech-related content and looking for continuous education. Thank you. This is a nice question. So um, a colleague of mine um, has recently suggested that I should read a book that's called Build What Matters. Uh, it's an Amazon bestseller. 
by Ben Foster. So the, the name is Build What Matters, Delivering Key Outcomes with Vision-Led Product Management. I'm a product manager, so I'm obsessed actually with products, building products that customers love. And uh, that book is fantastic. It is actually talking about exactly the problem that you have if you, as, as a product manager, love to see more functional uh, uh, enrichment of your product. So functional scope is, is kind of like what you want to see in a roadmap. At the same time, being actually really obsessed with um, making your customer happy with the user experience. And I think this has changed dramatically at SAP in the last decade or so that, you know, uh, user experience is not something that is an, an afterthought. Um, and so that, you know, build what matters gives you actually this book gives you really good insights into uh, the mindset of what is called vision-led product management, but I really highly, re you know, recommend it also to people outside of product management. Um, a movie I really enjoyed, The Billion Dollar Code, um, which is, I think it is on Netflix, if I'm right. Um, the Billion Dollar Code is about two German developers who sued Google. <laughs> and it's actually a true story. Um, highly recommended. It's it's really a thrilling story. Really great. <laughs> That's really cool. I didn't know that. So I definitely have to look for the movie. So sounds like something great for the next weekend. And I also have to share this book recommendation with my colleagues in the product management area. So <laughs> thanks a lot for these uh, great recommendations. Um, the need for process automation continues to grow. And I'm totally sure that SAP process automation will support many SAP customers and partners in digitalizing their processes and optimizing transparency and cycle times. It will help to get rid of repetitive tasks so that they can focus on higher value topics. Thomas, thank you so much for all the valuable insights into this new solution. It was really great to have you as my podcast guest today. And we are all excited to see how the journey will continue. I will, of course, put all relevant links for further information into the podcast show notes. And Thomas, do you have any closing words or things you would like to share in the end? Uh, thanks for having me, Hannah. Thank you for listening into the podcast. Uh, thank you for your interest into SAP Post Automation. And uh, yeah, stay safe, stay healthy. Um, see you next time. Thanks. It was a pleasure and see you next time. Thank you for listening to our monthly SAP integration and extension talk. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to take away a lot of interesting information and key learnings. You like our podcast? Then just subscribe to it on the platform of your choice and you won't miss any new episode in the future. We would be happy if you would leave us a rating on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast or Spotify and share the SAP integration and extension talk with your colleagues, customers and partners. If you are interested to learn more about the SAP integration suite and SAP extension suite, please visit our product homepage and subscribe to our monthly newsletter or follow us on social media. You can find all links in our podcast show notes. 
This SAP Integration and Extension Talk is powered by OpenSAP, SAP's free learning platform. Check out our extensive and great learning offerings there. Thank you and see you next time.